Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 17th of June. It's a Friday. We've made it to the end of what was a shortened trading week, but busy nonetheless. This is the COB to end the week. I'm Nadine Blaney. How are you, Scotty? Uh, TGIF, and uh, it might have been a shortened week in a number of days, but uh, my goodness, it felt like a long week. It uh, sure did. Long, downward spiraling week. It was a pretty, pretty painful end, let's say, to end the week for equity investors. Really, investors in all asset classes. I suppose if we're thinking stocks, though, on Friday here in Australia, gold was the standout, uh, transurban as well. A little bit of buying coming through in some of those consumer staples, but look, still nothing to change the overall narrative, which is there is a change happening. Rates are rising. We learned that from the the U.S. Fed this week in a big way. We learned it from the Bank of England. We learned it from the Swiss National Bank. No shock and awe, though, coming from the BOJ today. Not yet, but uh, yeah, watch this space. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of political pressure on Corolla Sun and uh, the BOJ board. Uh, managed to go and avoid it on this occasion, but uh, we see inflation next week come and uh, start to rear its head in Japan. Uh, it's only going to become even more intense, that, uh, that pressure. Yeah, sure is. Um, okay, so in terms of stock moves, uh, this Friday, we had uh, Bubs doing pretty well today. One of the f- few companies, particularly in the smaller end of the market, that uh, outperformed. We spoke with its CEO, Christy Carr, about the opportunities that are still on offer. Um, y- you know, really in the United States this week, it was one of the corporate stories that I suppose was a positive one, signing a deal with Walmart, delivering its second shipment of baby formula for the U.S., and uh, Bub shares were uh, pushing higher today. Um, one of the other companies that did really well today, I mean, if you're looking at a, a broader picture in terms of um, movements, Zip, of all things, up today by 4% EML as well in the tech space, which is interesting because a lot of the other um, you know tech names have been hit pretty hard. Uh, but yeah, so there are sort of uh, nuggets of gold out there today. Uh, although I don't know if Zip would fall into that category. <laughs> in fact, uh, we yeah, had a discussion with Jonathan Higgins from Sean Partners that you can listen into. It's available via the show notes about the BNPL space, but also his broader view on growth companies in this environment as we're seeing this uh, selling become more and more pronounced. I'm not going to go and give away what his answer was, but I was listening to the uh, interview when I was out, uh, out in the office here, and uh, he made the point that there's going to be some winners in this buy now, pay later space. And I couldn't help but thinking but myself personally, that winner is going to be Apple and maybe Samsung down the future. Yeah, something like that. Mm. Um, you know, even Klarna looks a bit vulnerable right now. On the flip side, on share price moves, GUD Holdings, today's poster child for the sharp and swift reaction shareholders are selling on any sign, any whiff of a bad news. So it did, it did cut its guidance, uh, talking about supply chains primarily. 
And I mean, being sold off to the tune of 20, 21% at uh, one stage of the game, like everybody I spoke to today said that is an overreaction. Um, it was actually the stock of the day on the call. Well, let's go there now. Um, I spoke with Mark Gardner from Macro Capital and David Novak from Wealthwise Education about GUD. Is it good value? Listen in. Their EBITDA, what they've uh, downgraded is from 155, $160 million, um, down to um, um, $147 million. Not much of a you know, downgrade, but really, to be down 21.5%, I don't know. I, I certainly wouldn't be a seller down here, that's for sure. I, I think down here, it, it's even accumulate, uh, in my view. But uh, look, they have got supply constraints, like uh, many other companies out there. So, um, But I just think it's overdone down here, personally. And again, I think with a lot of fear out there, creates opportunities. <laughs> Best I'd sort of be calling it a hold now, because obviously, you know, the damage has been done overall. It's not that bad. You're certainly not bad, that bad of a business to be selling it down here. Um, I've always found it a bit of a complicated business. There's a lot going on. Their accounts are all over the shop. Um, you know, inflation, I think, is going to hurt their margins a little bit. Um, you know, the rise of electric vehicles as well is, uh, you know, from a long-term perspective, is going to, um, you know, there's a lot less parts in an electric vehicle. Um, with oil prices up here and petrol prices the way they are, I think um, that trend's going to, you know, very solidly switch to cars that aren't going to need as much servicing, etc. Yeah, so it didn't take very long for the brokers to come out downgrading or cutting its price target. Uh, that was UBS cutting its price target close to 8%. A Citigroup already downgrading it to neutral from a buy, cutting its share price 36%. Shares in GUD today hitting six-year lows. But, I mean, this has been sort of a hallmark for me out of confession season thus far is that, you know, you're just you're getting punished if you disappoint at all, even if it sort of factors out of your control, like... You know, supply chain issues. Yeah. How many uh, forecasts have we seen this week as well? Uh, unrelated to uh, to this actual announcement from uh, from GED, but how many announcements we saw during the week about forecasts for big declines in property prices and the like? Go back and have a look at the wealth effect, the negative wealth effect when house prices go and fall and when they rise. What is the spending item that's most attunely impacted by changes in, uh, in household wealth? Uh, what? Autos? S- spending on auto vehicles. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Well, you know, I had to take my car to the uh, to the shop this week. It just wouldn't start one day. I think it's because <laughs> it it was mad at me. We um, I don't mind telling you, we we were parking in the city through the depths of the pandemic, and I went back to the bus a couple of weeks ago. And I swear, after never letting me down, I didn't drive it for three days. The thing wouldn't start. Anyhow, I had no choice but to take it in for servicing. But I can tell you, I'm not getting it detailed or you know anything fancy putting on it uh, at this stage of the game. No, uh, no racing stripes. No like racing that. stripes for me. I'm not really a car person. Anyways, we digress. Um, but yeah, so I think that's a theme that we'll be talking about more and more. I had a chat with Omkar Joshi from Opal Capital a little bit earlier today, just as to, you know, this upcoming reporting season. You do get the sense we've got a couple weeks left of confession season. So, you know, yeah, I think that any companies that disappoint will be treated pretty harshly. But also, I think companies come to reporting season if they don't give guidance this time around because there were still a few flying under that cover of too uncertain to provide guidance in February. I don't think that's going to float this time around. I oh know if there's any shocks during earnings season, uh, not only will the uh, the share price get punished, I say that the uh, ASX and uh, some of the other groups might be uh, calling in for continuous disclosure. Uh, the, the excuse of the not knowing because of uncertainty now is 
gone. You yeah, cannot, you cannot go down, You cannot go down that path anymore. Yeah. All right. So we are um, bracing for whatever will come uh, in terms of companies sort of downgrading uh, their outlooks this week. Um, but it, it's it's hard to get sort of caught up in some of the other corporate stories. I mean, we did have we did have a, a takeover being put under a pall from the ACCC in terms of link administration. You know, the corporate stories, Star Entertainment Group, you know, more regulatory risk there. But it, it really is, it really is the macro that's driving everything right now. No two ways about it. Yeah, central banks and then uh, occasionally some economic data, which then goes and prompts a rethink about central banks. Uh, we saw that uh, this week, uh, that jobs reports are here locally. Uh, the minimum wage increase, uh, very, very high relative to what we've seen uh, in, in the last decade or so. Put that together, two and two together, well, uh, it points to at least a 50 next month. And uh, who knows, uh, I keep hearing whispers occasionally that's uh, no 75. We know the Fed did it, so we don't know. Well, we will be hearing from the Reserve Bank Governor next week. Uh, next week, he is um, speaking to a conference. It's an AmCham conference, actually, in conjunction with uh, CBA. That is on Tuesday morning. And I do know that there happens to be a Q&A session uh, at that event. So that's always um, worthwhile to tune into. Um, actually, I'll be facilitating that Q&A, Scotty. Oh, there uh, we go. I knew it was going. Then <laughs> on Friday, the Reserve Pass Bank Governor. Pass the Governor. <laughs> Reserve Bank Governor will be on a panel called Central Banks and Inflation. So we're going to have two opportunities to hear from the Governor of the Reserve Bank next week. Tonight we hear from Jay Powell. Um, he's just doing introductory remarks. So I don't know if anything will really come from that. But we do have next week the testimony by the Fed Reserve Chair. Uh, it's semi-annual. It happens you know, every year. But when you've got the, the U.S. President admitting that recession is possible, I think everybody will be very attuned to what the uh, Central Bank Governor has to say. Yeah, probably no doubt go and talk about the, I uh, know, uh, we can still go and get a soft landing. We can go and land that aircraft on that postage stamp. Uh, but the markets are speaking uh, louder than uh, anything he's saying at the moment. So what's happening in bonds, do you think, from here? Do you think we've hit that peak? It was one of the questions that is uh, continually being talked back to uh, in in this environment. Yeah, I wrote about it yesterday. Uh, I think it, if we're not there, we've got to be close. Like I've been steamrolled. I, I've been surprised at the other magnitude that we've seen of the increase. I've been surprised at how much has been priced into uh, to the front end of, uh, of curves. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near the kind of levels that have been priced in, given the economic risks that are already manifesting. Uh, look around us. Look at the other uh, data in the States last night. Look at what's going on in other parts of the world. Some of the leading indicators here locally. Uh, we are not prepared to go and uh, withstand cash rates of uh, 4% plus. No, and that's where I think that the data, I mean, the data is really, um, I mean, stating the obvious, but it is key and bad news could potentially be good news uh, from here on in, only in so far as it would take a little bit of the aggressiveness perhaps out of some of the, you know, the commentary, yeah. I suppose, around the, the, the central The issue banks. is, of course, that I uh, know that what's going on with the tightening side of the equation will go and manifest itself over the next couple of quarters, and that will go and impact earnings and the like, and you know, where it goes from there, uh, the scarring, we don't know. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, but there is clearly growing risk that we're going to have a hard landing. Yeah, and, and we haven't had a lot of those earnings downgrades coming through. And don't forget, quarterlies start coming up in July as well. So this is U.S. quarterlies, you know, coming ahead of our earnings season here. So we'll get some clarity on that front, look, the, it feels as if there's just so much to digest these days in markets. You know, you can talk the Aussie dollar, you can talk, uh, you know, across the metals and, and the metals markets, you know, a lot of pressure coming through there. Oil, 
Oil continues to go from strength to strength. We had a chat with Vandana Hari from Vandana Insights a little bit earlier today. It's online, I think, if you'd like to take a listen. You know, it's the supply side um, that's really driving prices, and she doesn't see that happening anytime soon. And one thing she sort of pointed out that I hadn't yet given any thought to is you do enter hurricane season <laughs> in the U.S. Gulf just in a couple oh. months, and we're sort of one hurricane away from even more compounding of this uh, supply shortage. We're already having tropical storms, and have a look at some of the uh, the temperatures around the panhandle. Oh, boy. Let's hope there's not going to be a big one. Yeah. All right. Hey, Scotty, we've got uh, the last call on, and we've got to go raise our glasses to a week a uh, week well done, a week, uh, yeah, that really, really sort of has solidified, I think, this uh, narrative around rising rates, around central banks looking to absolutely stomp on the inflation genie. And uh, that brings us to, to the end of this week in review. Scotty, it's been fun. Thank you. Not a problem. Yeah, down about 7%. I went and made the point that uh, you don't see moves like this outside of crisis periods. And maybe I'm implying that we are in a crisis right now. Yeah, all right. Well, so that's, uh, look, lick your wounds if you're out there and you've lost some money this week. We do feel for you. We know that we're talking about, you know, real things that impact real people. So we do hope you have a good weekend and we look forward to being with you again on Monday. See you then. Welcome to the Next Wave Podcast. Consider us your chief AI officer in your business. My name is Matt Wolf. I have the number one YouTube channel in the AI space. I also run futuretools.com and I'm joined by my co-host, Nathan Lands, founder of lore.com. We want to bring you the latest AI news and trends, show you how you can use AI in your business and personal life and help make it super easy for you to understand and execute. We're going to equip you with the knowledge to thrive in this upcoming wave of change. 